MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver Online is perfect if you're a first-time freshman who's working towards that college degree for the first time, if you're an existing student who's looking to go back to school and get your degree, finish up some classes, or if you're a returning student, maybe you're going back for a second degree or a master's. MSU Denver Online has hundreds of classes, tons of programs that you can get into, and there may not be a better time to do that right now than while we're all stuck at home here for uh, at least the near future. So check them out, MSU Denver Online, the perfect online university for any type of student. Everybody and welcome into the DMBA live show presented by Manscaped. Your balls will your thank balls you. Balls thank thank you. you. Yeah. Weird way to de- debut that new intro. Um, guys, I'm Adam Matas. I'm joined, of course, by Harrison Wind. How's it going, guys? And, of course, Brendan Vogt. Uh, seen better days, but glad to be with you here. As have we all. Uh, Eric, unfortunately, wasn't able to be here. He has a graduation, so... Um, would like to be here but is unfortunately not able to but as you can see i'm guest from the intro you know there's an elephant in the room in the city of denver and i think across the world um certainly all over america but i think it extends to every every corner of, uh, of the world right now and that is sort of the uh moment in time that we sort of find ourselves in the death the murder i should say of george floyd um that everybody has seen and the protests that have kind of taken around and you know we, we wanted to address it and we wanted to talk about it and, and um, you know, our job, my opinion, our job here at DNVR, we've, we've made our logo the city of Denver. We've called our slogan is we are Denver. We feel like in many ways we want to be the voice and, um, you know, for many people to shoulder. Uh, I take that, that responsibility very seriously, sort of my role in the world and in this city. Um, and that specifically is about sports. And I honestly <coughs> try to stay within sort of tethered to sports most of the time but this is obviously a time where there's such a big elephant in the room that i think it does lend itself to an opportunity to, to kind of just discuss it and we are a company here at dnbr of 28 people i think we have on staff we have an enormously wider range of perspectives and opinions about a lot of things but one thing i think we are all unified on and and um want to make sure that it is clear to to the people out there is that we believe that there is an issue with police killing black people in this country and it's been going on for a long time and it's been really at the forefront i think for a lot of people there's a lot of different now perspectives and maybe political beliefs about how to handle this or that but one thing that i think is important for us and one of the reasons we wanted to take a moment right now is the state of colorado the city of denver DNVR is a company. Everybody has to get comfortable with uncomfortable conversations, right. and this is an incredibly uncomfortable one, I think, for everybody. Um, and and I think it's important for us as a company, myself as a sort of leader, to just come out and stare this straight in the eye and say, "There's an issue here. 
there's an issue at hand, and, and, and we acknowledge it. We, we acknowledge that what our has acknowledged and is that there's an issue right now with police brutality. And it, it's difficult to navigate. Um, we're, we're three white males talking about this, and I certainly don't think we were going to go find one of our black friends or few black friends in sports journalism and ask them to speak for the community on our behalf. But we also don't want to pretend like we're coming to anyone w with answers here. Um, it's just it's a it's a really sort of tough thing to navigate. But to ignore it um, would have almost felt privileged in a sense too. I think we we accept that our role for the most part in building this community is to bring joy into your lives. But there's a lot of pain Absolutely. and there's a lot of suffering mm -hmm. in, in people's lives right now. And I I would be remiss personally. Um, if I, if I didn't speak on it, and to agree with you, Adam, and to say explicitly that black lives do matter uh, to me and to this company. Yeah. And and it's not even, you know, just, it's a such complicated issue that I don't want people, you know, a lot of people get turned off even just by the discussion, right. but part of the point of bringing this up is, guys, this is the future we have. Either put our heads in the sand and accept sort of the state of things now, or come face to face and say, hey, here's an issue. How do we solve it? And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of defensiveness a lot of times whenever you bring anything up about, well, hey, you know, don't say the wrong thing. Don't, we're going to say the wrong things. We're going to say a lot of the right thing. I right. mean, just a lot of starting a dialogue with people is about going into uncomfortable spots and inviting people in and saying, hey, how can we look at this? How can we get past it? How can we get through it? And, you know, with every I really believe this. Maybe it's because I'm an optimistic person, but I really do think this is a really, I think, tumultuous time and i think everybody feels a little bit of anxiety not just for this specific moment the specific incident but just from a where do we go from here moment it feels in many ways like a a tipping point like this is pushed further than ever before yeah. and mm -hmm. um and a lot of uneasiness but i really do believe that in we saw this with with covid our bar and our company was was pushed to the limit we thought like oh my god what are we gonna have to do are we gonna start cutting people are we gonna have to lose and and we really looked at that and said, you know what, this is a horrible moment in time, but it's an opportunity. And I think with that attitude and with that mentality and that resolve, you, we were able to get through it. And I think this same thing applies to us as a society and us to as a city is this is a very uncertain time. It's a very scary time. It's a dangerous time. But I genuinely believe in opportunities in the worst moments in life. And, and the optimist in me tells me it's an opportunity. And to kind of piggyback off that, I feel like we've seen some people really rise up and like do some pretty incredible things. Like Jalen Brown drives from Boston to Atlanta to 15 hours to lead a march. I um, mean, you know, Enos Kanter is standing up yeah. in the middle of a, a march and like making an impassioned speech to everybody out there. Um, some of the stuff that you know, some of the leaders in the NBA have said have been some pretty inspiring stuff. Now. We can talk about like the run of the mill PR statement and how that doesn't mean anything, but people have come out here and said meaningful stuff. So I think we have seen some of that stuff as well. I mean, everything else has kind of overshadowed the good because there's just you know, so much other stuff going on, but there has been some good things to emerge. If, if I could speak candidly, though, just you know, unfortunately, we've seen good things and good moments emerge time and time again as we found ourselves at these crossroads. Um, George Floyd is not the first name we've chanted in the streets. And and um, so I don't want to... You're right, Harrison. I mean, I, I cling to hope, too. But um, I, I don't know. I, I just want to sort of acknowledge, I guess, that um, that this is going to take more than, than just hoping. And, and if you find yourself 
in a difficult place with all your feeling emotionally, not sure what to do as, as many of us do. I personally urge you to put those emotions into action. Um, listen first and foremost, if you're looking to be an ally, um, march with your brothers and sisters. If you care, if you believe black lives matter, donate and, and don't just donate this weekend. Um, make that a part of your budget. If you can try to take this home with you and build it into your daily habits and not just let it be a reaction to the horrific tragedy that we just saw. Um, our brothers and our sisters need our help, and this fight is a, is, is a daily fight. So if you're confused, if you're angry, um, I urge you to, to, to put that into action. And if you're not sure how, uh, please shoot me a message, and I'm happy to, to send you some resources. And I think it's okay to have disagreements even about going forward. I mean, so much of this is about not talking to each other and not working these things out. I think a lot of people disagree about how to handle a, a protest, how to handle this or that, or where to go from here. I was you know, down at the rallies today very briefly, but down to, to see what was there. And there was a lot of things there that I didn't agree with necessarily about where to go. There's a lot of things I did. And I think that's, to me, this is sort of how you get past the moment in time we're in is we got to have those dialogues. We have to have those conversations. We have to have meaningful action taking place. If there is an issue and we all agree, and I think to me, you know, if you're outside of this country and you're looking in and you're wondering, well, first of all, not every country is fortunate enough to allow the protests and things that, that have happened in this country so far. We'll see, we'll see going forward how that changes. But um, just the ability to sort of speak out and say, hey, there's a lot of different ideas here, but we're all acknowledging that there is a problem. This is a thing that has happened over and over again. And to your point, Brendan, this isn't our first march. This isn't our first protest. This isn't our first sort of moment in time we've had this. It just feels like the most intense and it, obviously the latest. And it's just been boiling and boiling and boiling. And so... With that, I mean, um, you know, I just, I just think it's time. Reach out to people who disagree with you. One, one belief I have that's sort of foundational to who I am is I believe we live in a, a, a moment in time where it's so easy to insulate yourself in a bubble and really be completely oblivious to what other people think. I think we have to break those bubbles. You have to reach into other corners of the world and talk to people that, that are on you know, maybe disagree with you and close family members, this or that, and really hear what they have to say and allow them to hear what you have to say in a way that you can, that you can get through to. And I'm not trying to say to compromise because I do think there's a wrong answer to this question. I, do, I think there's a right, I think there are right answers to this one and wrong ones. But I do fear that so many people, it's so easy to insulate yourself and to block people out of your lives so that you only see what you, the, right. you, you only see the world that you've created for yourself, not the one that actually exists. And, and it's on us, too. Like, this is on us as white people, like, to be completely honest. Um, it, it's on us to make a change. And uh, I've just been reminded so much about just my privilege over the last couple of days. And, like, I go for a run every day in, like, downtown Denver. And I have no second thoughts about it. I don't think I'm going to be in danger. I, I don't think anything sketchy is going on if I see a cop and I run by a police officer but I know that's not the case for a lot of black and African American people out there and so I've just really been reminded of that but you know it's going to be up to us as white people to make a change if we really want to and, and not to belabor the point but that's why I really want to stress taking this beyond whatever this moment is and, and building however it is you want to help into your lifestyle. Um, this We can't let this be Ferguson. We can't be able, oh yeah, that's right, that happened. So as allies, what can we do to carry this into our daily lives? And and don't be afraid to talk to people and, and reach out to people who might feel differently. Um, 
Yeah. If, if, if you're listen. black and listen, and listen, listen, and listen to what black people say, because they've been right about everything that they've been talking about <laughs> or their experiences the decades. and their experience is not our experience. And that's really, you know, there, there's no one black opinion on how to handle this, right? The community for, is for full sure. of diverse for people sure. who feel differently, but just do your best to listen patiently. Um, and if you're, if, if you're black and you listen to this podcast, you, you read our stuff, you're a part of this community. Um, I, I see you, I, I hear you, I love you, and I'm with you. And I, I just need you to know that. Um, we're going to take a break here. And on the other side, I, uh, you know, we're going to get back into some basketball things. Again, this is an open dialogue. If there's people, pe- things people have to say that they want to come back to this, they want to bring up, we, I mean, we're here. And we're always here. We're always here in this moment. If you have, We get emails all the time from people about various subjects. Always feel free if you want to share something with us, you know, maybe not on this platform, but privately. Always feel free to do that. We're going to continue to reflect on our own company and our own position and what, what it is that we mean to the city and what it is that we need to be doing. And if you have ideas and advice for us on that front, we'd love to hear it. But um, on the other side of this, we are going to get back to, um, to sports and to conversation and talking about the things that we love. Um, Jeremy Grant, just to preview, Jeremy Grant had an interesting podcast with Chris Haynes. At least I think he did. It was only up very briefly. He did for a couple hours. For, for a couple hours. We're going to talk about what was revealed in that one or what was potentially revealed in that one. And then later on the show, we're going to talk about something that got axed from Friday's show that I think will be a lot of fun. Talking about some of the athletes and basketball players that, we seem to, that we've always identified as being the coolest. I think we're going to have some fun with that. So we wanted to, we wanted to take a moment here to, uh, to, to sort of break the fourth wall here and address that. Um, and uh, with that, we're, we're going to move forward. But first, Harrison. Take us away. Yeah, guys. So we had the Nux Invitational this past weekend on WGT. Here's how my first hole went on the Nux Invitational. <laughs> Sipping my Mile High City Copper Lager, as I mm. always do when I'm playing WGT. And uh, the first hole, I think I shot three or four straight shots out of the rough right in front of the green. Bounced up on the green by the hole, rolled back into the rough four <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> Can That's not how my round went. The Nux Invitational is the single most fun golf event in the world. Maybe not in the history of the golf. world. Maybe the history of the well, world. Remember, it's almost like an absolute value thing. Like, it's so unfun that it's, like, more fun <laughs> than anything has yeah. ever been. <laughs> That's 100% right. Oh, man. It was incredible. I took fifth. You took fifth. I barely snuck in the top ten. <laughs> I think comment. I was ninth. <laughs> rage That's, quit. We I thought about it, rage quitting after the first hole, too. I we took s- a ten on the first hole. <laughs> we designed it that way, baby. <laughs> I had one par, which I was very proud of. I had a ten on the first hole. Uh, so we'll have more tournaments coming up, but uh, if you're not involved, sign up. DNVRgolf.com. That's where you can download WGT from. And search for the DNVR Clubhouse. It's so That's much fun. I haven't played for like tournament. a week and, and while half. you're playing, yeah, but it's fun. It, while you're it. playing WGT, <laughs> drink Mile High City Copper. I think we're on a delay here. How do any of our sponsors keep paying us? It's like, well, listen, there's going to be an ad read, kind of. It's it's because the Nux Invitational is the greatest golf event in the world, and it's only on WGT. Nice. Ooh, there it is. Professional. Yeah. All right, let's go into the pick of the week, guys. Once a week, Ooh, I, I make this. a pick for our DraftKings pick of the week. Two I'm on, a, I'm on a heater. I'm on a heater right now. <laughs> I don't know if that's a heater. 
I want a two-pick heater. No, you need a three in a row as a heater. Come on, you know. You need the he's he, you're, he's heating up right now. Next okay. shot, if it goes, that's a heater. All right, well, I feel good about this pick tonight. I'm going back to the KBO, as back to should. my sweet spot. As you should. Our NC Dinos oh, are yes. facing the SK Wyverns tonight. The Dinos have the best record in the KBO. It's 18-5. and five. They've that's won seven of their last ten. Here are their last uh, three I love games. when wind rattles off KBO stats like we're still covering the Nuggets. It gives me life. It's <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing I have. Their most recent game, they won 18-7. to So they're in a nice little groove right now. They're taking on the Wyverns, who are a half game away from having the worst record in the league at 7-16. and So this is a lock. Dinos to win over the Wyverns. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. I like it. Anytime you pick the Dinos, man, you, I think you're right. That's my squad. Me and Swole mm-hmm. Daddy. Um, all right. So, Harrison, you wrote a piece today. You were up at the crack of dawn listening to the podcast from with Chris Haynes in the 30-minute window it was available, although we're not sure. It might still be available. People tell us if you listen to the pod out there with Chris Haynes, who, who by the way, is like one of the best out there. He gets all the It's definitely not available anymore. It it's mysteriously disappeared, <laughs> which I can't wait for why, so, but I need that story. So, Harrison, give us the details. What was said? Well, I didn't think there was anything um, like that dramatic or controversial <laughs> said in this podcast. Um, Chris Haynes asked Jeremy Grant about uh, his potential free agency. Jeremy Grant has a $9.3 million player option for next season, um, or he could opt out and, and become a free agent. And he, Jeremy Grant pretty much just said that, yeah, like the coronavirus situation and how that impacts a salary cap, that could have a lot to do with whether I opt out or not. And then Chris Haynes just asked him straight up, what way are you leaning when it comes to that player option? And he said, um, let me find the quote here, quote, I'm definitely not leaning towards picking up the player option. I feel like I definitely outplayed the $9 million that I'm making each year right now. But at the same time, I'd love to come to a conclusion or something like that with to negotiate when the time comes. Yeah, so... Did you guys I, hear that? Yes, we did. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for... Oh, you're back with us. Harrison, you had said in the Slack, I think, today, that I believe this is Jeremy Grant's first chance to really be coveted, right? To yeah. try to go out and get the bag via free agency? Because he was a second rounder. He's on the Monte plan, yeah. basically, right? I mean, he got more money than Monte, but... Where yeah, he signed so an think, early second he signed an ex- He signed an extension with the Thunder, but I don't... Hmm. Yeah. I think he signed an extension with the Thunder, but it wasn't like he went out and really tested the market, I don't believe. <laughs> we are on a delay, folks. Harrison we'll see. Like, he's on the International Space Station right now. There's a little bit of a delay. Um, no, do, you so, think, yeah, so, do you think Harrison hates this show? I do. I think I do Harrison too. hates us Me and too. the show. I thought about that a lot. He's there back. he is. He's back. <laughs> and in real time, it appears. Um, yeah, so you know, you're, you're, I think he's on that Monte plan. And, um, so this is a chance, but... I always get nervous, guys, and I'm not saying there's anything to this nervous. This is just my nervous personality, I suppose. But anytime a player talks about, like, I'm really excited about exploring free agency, I've never gotten to do that before, I always think, like, well, if you end up taking meetings in, like, Los Angeles or Miami or just anywhere like that, like, yeah, that's going to be... That's pretty a dope. Much easier sell. That's gonna be very easy to be like, look at your I, sweet apartment. I, look at I was stoked beach. when Brandon took me to a Starbucks in Lakewood. <laughs> I was like, this is lit. Recruiting? <laughs> he, you're like, oh, he's getting me the tall coffee. This oh, is, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. I feel like the bell of the ball here. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, the Nuggets, 
I've always thought Jeremy Grant would resign here. He seems like the personality. They have the money. They want to make him the piece. I, I genuinely think their pitch is going to be like, hey, you can be the starter for a while and whatnot, and you're you know big part of the team. Win a title, maybe. Maybe win a title. All of those things, and pay you, and, and secure the bag or whatever. But I don't know, man. Just something about the way. The, and I guess I should probably listen before I make my final judgment. Yeah, so I'm just it's... reading Harrison's excerpts of the post <laughs> behind the paywall on DNVR. But reading them, I'm just like, oof. It's not what I want to hear. Yeah, doesn't surprise me too much because uh, you know I, I just kind of keeping his options open and, and as we mentioned earlier, he's got this chance to to get the bag. But I was going to caution you against reading into the quotes until you can hear them because it's just so <laughs> so difficult. Yeah, and also like this is kind of what I expected Jeremy Grant to do if this is what ultimately happens: decline the player option and then negotiate a two or three year deal with the Nuggets. That's how I saw this thing going anyway. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't surprised by the comments. I wasn't really taken aback by them. Um, I don't think Nuggets fans should be worried or anything. Is there any world, Harrison, in which um, the projections for the cap going forward are so dismal that players like Grant or in his ballpark swing back towards just taking that option? I mean, I mean is it a player like Grant's probably too good for that nine mil, but there's a chance these guys might not get as much on the open market as they would otherwise. Well, I think so. I mean, if the cap goes down by like six or seven million or something like some are talking about, it might. I could definitely see players picking up their option and then just waiting to get back into free agency next summer. Because why would you want to take a deal right. that's based on a, a cap that's going down when, you know, the next season after this one, it's you know most likely going to rebound upwards and you can get paid off of that. So I think that is a possibility. I don't think a lot of people are talking about that, but um I have to think that's a possibility. So that would be the only reason that I was surprised by those quotes. But it does sort of sound like, and by the way you wrote that piece, that like I kind of inferred that all these guys are kind of in wait and see mode for that reason. Yeah, it, for sure. It, people well, don't know this, maybe that don't. That I mean, we have the privilege of knowing this. That Jeremy Grant, I don't think any of us really know him at all. Part of it's because he hasn't been here long. But Jeremy Grant is first team. School of San Antonio, School of Oklahoma City, just don't say anything. He'll get up there. If you haven't seen his press conferences, he'll get up there and you'll be like, so what was with the defense tonight? Oh, it was good. Oh, he'll, um, he'll, he'll give you a yes or no answer if you oh, don't leave it open. Oh, he will 100%. If you allow a yes or no answer, he will, he will answer it with yes or no. And it, it's funny because I've heard when people ask, like, who's the funniest player on the team? You know, it's like one of the stock questions people ask players. Jeremy Grant's name has come up. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah he's a fun guy. He's, a, he's funny, this, that. I'm like, Really? He shows none of it. He does not give anybody like a single glimpse of any of his personality. So I say that just to say that I honestly don't feel like I have any idea what Jeremy Grant thinks of being in, in Denver. And he would never answer a question that like tried to get at that, at least from me. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the other great the other definitely. big that, thing that to take away he says definitely. definitely. That's <laughs> and he'll also sometimes just repeat the question back to you, yeah. which is even what he did to Chris Haynes. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. I was reading that in the cadence where you guys do <laughs> He's been t- Oh, I definitely read it in Jeremy Grant's voice, yeah. for sure. It's 100%. So yeah, he'll have you like, guys, repeat the question back. Have you guys ever been in the locker room and you're like, what is everyone waiting for? And they're like, Jeremy. And you're just like, why? <laughs> Happens Maybe a lot. one day he'll say something oh, incredible. Man. Now, I, I think the other point I tried to make in, in that article when I put the uh, Jeremy Grant and Jokic two-man combination numbers in there is that I, I think this is a really good fit, Jeremy Grant and Jokic. And if you just look at how those two progressed from 
October through March and when the season was put on hiatus. In October and November, that pairing sucked. The Nuggets were not good with those two on the floor together. But by the end of the season, Denver was well into the positives uh, with those two playing, just if you look month to month. So maybe it's something where, and we've talked about this before, it just maybe takes a little bit of time to learn how to play with Nikola Jokic and just the system that the Nuggets run. Yeah, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but it felt to me like as the season went on, it evolved from just spot-up shooting to, oh, I'm going to be an option on the fast break, or my guy's asleep, I better cut. You know, and I think right, th- right. there's all these in-between the plays ways you can score when playing off of Jokic, and it seemed to me like Grant really sort of um, picked up on that as time went on. Also, as time goes on, I think you start to look at... It's funny, we talk about pairings, like, oh, is he and Jokic are good pairing, but... I actually really think about him, Michael Porter Jr., and Jokic as a trio. And and I actually, I think the Grant-Jokic combo is good, not great. I think the MPJ-Grant-Jokic combo can be great. It's like the, the combination of all three of those guys. And it's no secret, if you've listened to the show or read my work all year and checked out the list, one of my things that really concerns me about Jeremy Grant is he's not a great rebounder. Yep. And I think that that's an important part. But you pair that with Michael Porter Jr., it's like it completely eliminates that weakness. It's You're just getting the strength yeah. from an unexpected place. You're getting it from the three instead of traditionally where mm-hmm. you would get it at the four. So I actually – you got, everybody knows this. I am all in on the long boys. Jeremy Grant's oh, yeah. a long boy. He's one of the longest long boys. So I think he can be great. Uh, I, I, and more to the point, this was a year where the Nuggets lost two big players from their rota- from their like war chest of, of young players in Malik Beasley and Wancho Hernan Gomez. Also, um, Jared Vanderbilt, like, let's not forget, also lost a piece that was one of those just sort of throw-ins, like, who knows what will happen to him or if he'll turn into anything. But when you lose that and you bring in a guy in Jeremy Grant, if you were to also lose him, this team would have really felt like it missed an opportunity. Like, mm. the hand they were dealt two seasons ago did not get played correctly. If Jeremy Grant – am I wrong in thinking this? If Jeremy Grant does not stay in Denver, wouldn't that feel like a pretty big – um, failure. I mean, yeah, I still think like you you can't go back in time. So the trade at the time was a good trade. It right. would still have to be considered a good trade. But yeah, if you give up a first for a guy who's who in theory was that right mix of talented enough but affordable enough to slide into what the Nuggets had going on. I mean, if you lose out on, on, on re-signing him, like, that does feel like a, a big loss. When the Nuggets traded for him, they, like, identified him as the power forward of the future. I know that's, like, a corny term that we throw out here on the podcast, but, like, that's only, what they thought of Only you call him, him the, the power forward of the future. Power You're the forward. only guy. I want, like, a really bad Back to the Future style shirt with that. Just, like, Jeremy Grant and sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, man. I, to me, it just it's it's a, a it's a scary thing because I've always thought Millsap probably back, but maybe not. But if Jeremy Grant was gone, and then does that put Denver in a position where it's like we've seen the one criticism I think you can have of Tim Conley, the the, the loudest one, is that it does seem like in free agency he doesn't always get the best value, including only for his own guys. I mean, Mason Plumley, Will Barton, both Gary Harris, all those guys have sunk Jamal Murray. They've all signed contracts when they came out. The immediate reaction was, wow, that's steep. I, that's the high end of what you can expect from, from them. So it does make me wonder the posturing. And it's not even posturing. It's just Jeremy Grant saying what is, should be intuitive. He's going to test the market. He wants the most. Denver might feel like, oh, God, it's a failure if we don't get him. We have to have him. In that case, 
are you rooting for the cap to go down so there are less competitors for Grant? I'm trying <laughs> I to work that know, out man. in my brain. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. You get into tricky waters there. Well, let us know in the comments, guys. What do you think? I mean, um, are you concerned? I guess the podcast didn't necessarily drop, but maybe you saw Harrison's <laughs> article today, so you, so you were able to read and get the excerpts. Are you concerned at all about Jeremy Grant? Um, fly in the coop, and then Denver, what would they do? Maybe, guys, maybe it's the blessing in disguise, and it opens up room for the longest boy, Bull Bull. The, the real, longest The boy. real power forward of the future. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetically, what happens if we lose Millsap and Jeremy Grant? I have no idea. I mean, you yeah, start by go out and get something, he, but the Nuggets aren't going to be that far under the cap to really do that, and it's not a great free agent class. You got to start MPJ at that point. Man. Michael Malone just resigns <laughs> when they say, <laughs> yeah. "All right, uh, Will Barton's your starting three, and Michael Porter's your starting four. Yeah, they, um, they like, won't lose both of them though. Yeah, they won't <laughs> lose both of them because they can. They have the money to re-sign one, mm-hmm. and they definitely will. And Millsap um, has also yeah. stated explicitly that he wants to come back. Yeah. No, I was going to go back to what Adam was saying about. Um, just the fit with MPJ. What like two biggest things did we learn about Grant this year? I think it's that one, his three point shooting was not a fluke. The thirty nine percent he shot from Oklahoma City was not a fluke. I think he's you know yeah. maybe not a forty percent shooter but he's like he op- shot this year, open. but um, you're fine with him as a three point shooter. And then secondly, the like on the defensive end of the ball, he's great like with his switch ability he can guard one through five he guarded Luka Doncic he guarded Brandon Ingram he guarded Kawhi Leonard Mm. and I think that really meshes well with MPJ because Jeremy Grant could probably take a little bit of a load off MPJ in that circumstance because MPJ is not going to be asked to guard that dominant like small forward that Denver might be going up against and I really wanted to see how Grant fared in the playoffs for that reason right like what if Grant comes out and for the first time in four or five years the Nuggets have an actual answer to that question. Who even tries to guard a Kawhi or a Giannis? And at that point, if he's if he's even suitable in that role, then then you're willing to open up a little more, probably. In Beeston's uh, hypothetical there where he says, uh, oh, actually, that's not his. It was Burley Joe's hypothetical about if Millsap and Grant both go elsewhere. I mean, this is the doomsday scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's extremely low risk. But if it were to happen... I mean, did the Nuggets just re-sign Mason Plumlee and make him the power forward oh, of the God. future? And they just say, you know what? This is the the net rating looks good with these two. Let's just go all in on it. They have they have to start at PJ if they do that over Craig. But what a weird team it would be. Also, for what Denver is the starter? What does the Mason Plumlee starter package look like? What do you financially? Mean? Like, if you paid him that much money to be your backup but center. But I think the point is you wouldn't have to pay him that much money because, he's not, first of all, he's not going to play 34 minutes a game. He's going to still play, like, 22 minutes per game at that situ- yeah, situation. Yeah, but if I'm Mason, I'm going to be like, well, that's how much I cost to back him up. I'd like a raise. <laughs> Guys, how are we making all, this fun All I'm going to say is the, the Jokic Sorry. and Mason Plumlee net rating was amazing again this year. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Despite what some bloggers think. <laughs> some blog boys, man. Um... Let's uh, let's move on here, guys. And I want to give a heads up. If you guys want to, we're going to talk about cool athletes here. I think this is a fun. I have a, such a long list. Our favorite, our most cool basketball players of all time. But if you want to play the steps, I got to let you know. We have. Can you pull up our graphic of our prizes there, guy? We have some new prizes this week um, for the entire steps. Look at this. Breck Brew has sent us a bunch of stuff. We've got water bottles to give away, hats to give away, T-shirts to give away, koozies and keychains. Everybody that plays gets a koozie and keychain. You get to five, you get to pick one of those three items. You get to ten, you pick another one of those items. And then if you get all the way, we have an awesome cooler, a Rover cooler. This is a cooler 
This is like a Yeti cooler, but better in part because it's made here in Colorado. So it's like, you know, everything we're, we're, we're so about local here, but just look at how cool this is. This looks like a travel trailer slash cooler. Doesn't it Harrison? This is the coolest prize we've ever given out. This, this is, is like the prize. Rolls Royce of coolers. This is like a $500 cooler. Um, so if uh, you want to play the steps, today's a, a, a great day for you to try to hop on and play the steps. Um, but uh, so, so hop in, hop into the, uh, the chat here. Guys, coolest players. I have, a, I have an entire list here. Part of what spurred this on, we've obviously been talking about Michael Jordan. And um, yeah. <laughs> think of all the places we can't. Jeez. <laughs> He's on comment. one today, man. <laughs> he is on one. I guess I should say we're not shipping that to Serbia or, or Australia. So probably domestic <laughs> only. Hopefully right. the winner lives in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> probably should have made that clear up front. Um, so you have to come to the DNVR bar to pick it up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this is going to be a nightmare. Um, so anyway, we're talking about cool players, and um, it's funny. I'm not sure the Nuggets have that many cool players. No, they don't. I think that's part of why they don't have mass appeal. Now, they have cool, they're cool to me. They're, but when we talk about cool, we're talking about mass appeal. And part of what's cool about Denver is we have our own cool, and it's like we're, you know, it's like, um, we're provincial. That we, like, we, we, we have our things, and if you don't get it, screw you. We don't care. That's part of the spirit of DNVR, right, is like, Oh, we're not getting aggregated by Bleacher Report, and they're not talking about us on the jump. So what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're our own jump. We're our own. Will thing. Barton's probably the coolest Nuggets player. He probably Definitely. is. Definitely. To be clear, no idea what these guys are like outside of that context. But just to your point, Adam, with in the context to, of what we're talking about, right, sure. Who pops in the public eye? Yeah, they don't. Well, know. first of all, you know my theory. I think a lot of cool people, including and especially like uh, athletes, musicians, or whatever, like Justin Bieber. Is he cool? I highly doubt it. Highly right. Yeah, doubt yeah, it. exactly. Guy. Exactly. He, he's cool on camera, can dance, or this or that. But if I, I had to hang out with a guy, I'd probably like want to blow my brains out. LeBron so. James is one of my favorite people on earth. I don't want to spend time with him. That's like a completely different. Sentence. Well, that was like he doesn't want to spend time. Yeah, with no, him, so yeah, that's that's a really. It's actually bad. just a defensive position. One of my like, big revelations for making this uh, abbreviated list was that I barely had any players that are currently in the NBA. Oh, wow. Hey, don't put that comment up there, guy. But I was going to draw attention to it for the viewers. What was it? No, don't ask that question. Right in the beginning oh, okay. hours of quarantine, Jamal Murray did something cool. Uh, is Rocky oh, the coolest The coolest nugget? Uh, yeah. Is Rocky the coolest nugget? Rocky definitely has the highest Q score of any. Yeah. Is it I guess Q he's rating? a cool mascot. The Denver Nuggets have done a great job of marketing Rocky. More so than maybe even like Alex English or, you know, like David Thompson or something. But, yeah, I don't know that there's like a great – right now, Will Barton by far the coolest. Um, I don't think the general public sees how cool he is. Like we, we just get to see him by – like he's just like naturally cool. If that's, you wear sunglasses inside and no one makes fun of you, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's a level I'm not on. You know yeah. who I think is actually sneaky cool? This is it's so funny that we're judging cool. Um, I know. Yeah, us like three. The, dad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, the bloggers. Sneaky, sneaky cool. Monte Morris. I've always mm. said. Monte Morris guy, is cool. Guys that have multiple nicknames are always always cool. Monte Morris has like 12 nicknames. Didn't it feel like Monte Morris was like friends with the NBA before he was in the NBA? Like, yeah, he oh, showed up sure. at Summer League yeah. and everyone was like, Popular. that's my guy Monte. That's my guy Monte. He's yeah. definitely cool. I'll bet he's 100% <laughs> chill. Um, all right. Let's go through the list. Harrison, who do you have on your list here? So the first guy I thought of when I was putting together a Ooh. coolest players list, Dr. J. Yeah, that's yeah, a good answer. That's a good one. That's a Dr. Really good J one. That's a really good answer. epitomizes yeah. cool. Jesus. The fro. Oh, my God. 
These comments are out of control. Uh, the fro. It's not wrong though. Yeah. Who's drunk tonight? Like the comment section drunk. What's going on? Can't even throw these on the screen. Blowing off some steam in the DMBA show. Blowing off something. Uh, anyways, Dr. J. Um, maybe the coolest player in NBA history. Ah, yeah. definitely cool. Do you guys remember when JaVale McGee's mom kissed Dr. J? No. I'm going to Google that right I, now. No, I remember. I remember. I remember. Because so I think JaVale McGee's mom, like, she played basketball, but she grew up a huge Dr. J fan. He was like a sex symbol, right? Yeah. In, in like the 70s, 80s. Well, she like walked up and was like, I never thought I would get this chance. Like, kiss just him. kisses him like, in the mouth? And she, he's just kind of like, oh. Oh, watching the video now. That's exactly what happened. It was after JaVale McGee threw down maybe one of the more underrated dunks ever in the dunk contest where he dunked on two hoops at the same time. <laughs> Look at what is this? My, my, what, All right, Nemanja. How the heck do you, you have to get on and tell this story? Get him Nemanja. on the show, yeah, Nemanja. You can't just hop on here and be like, wow. yeah, personally knows his friend. You guys know Dr. J has a, some deep Serbia ties. I think everyone knows that. <laughs> you guys want to know what I found out? Actually, shout Serbia here. I have a Serbian story. Do you guys want to know what my dad like showed me over the weekend? Sure. And, and this that? is something he researched on the internet, so I'm sure it's certainly true. But the name Mades is most popular per capita in Mexico, then Spain, then the U.S., then Serbia. In huh. Serbia, apparently, hmm. it's like per there capita. Are, there are Mareses in Serbia? Apparently. You apparently. might be accepted if you so, made the trek. I've always said I'm probably Serbian. I don't know. Uh, I've never said that. It's probably not true. You've never said that. Uh, I've I reject that. it. Yeah. <laughs> excessive giggling. I love that they say I love I love D-Line's giggle. It gives me confidence to keep telling jokes. <laughs> me too. Excessive is still apt, though. D-Line's got the uh, media laugh down if he ever goes into oh my, media. Oh he God. just he laughs at anything. I think I'm so funny, and I know I'm not. <laughs> Um, all right, who do you have on your list? Vote who was at the top. Um, Wait, you have a friend with Mades? You got to keep these on here, guy. I got to read these for long enough. Look at yeah, this. so this is like cheating. So just Mania like, just, I, Mania just making up stuff. A, at shot, this point. a shout out. I need to have it left on screen for a long time. Um, MJ's cheating, okay, but I'll just say it. Like MJ, of course. And then so I, was that I, one of your first biggest takeaways from watching the last dance? Was just that this dude's cool. Yeah, or like was cool at the time. Well, yeah, he's definitely not cool. Though. Um, but like, yeah, <laughs> like cool. like MJ was cooler in the sense that we're articulating now. Again, us the ultimate arborators. Yeah, like way cooler than LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like yeah. it's not even close. But the first name I put down was Allen Iverson. Oh, he was second on my list. Second um, on my list. He was second on my list too. It was MJ then Iverson. So like, me and Vote had the same list. There's precisely zero people who like hoops and like hate AI. So. I still think he's cool. I actually love I think he's Iverson. so cool. I, I told, we told this story before, I think, on this very show, but you guys were all there when Iverson arrived, right? So the story goes, I think I can share this one, I'm pretty sure. I'm talking to Nuggets PR because they're honoring Iverson on 2000s night. And um, I joke with them. I'm like, what are the odds Iverson actually shows up for this thing? And they're like, oh, don't worry. We sent we personally sent a car to the airport. We oh have like, this is my there's, there's no chance he's not going to show. He's going to be here at 5 to sign autographs. Like, all right, 5 o'clock comes, he's not there. 5.30, 6, 6.30, still not there. And PR sweating bullets. They're just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then in at, like, 6.55, the game tips out at 7, and they're honoring it, him through the, the game. through the wrong door. Through the wrong they door. They had to put towels up. They had to bring towels up. And in walks Iverson wearing just sweats. A gray like, jumpsuit. <laughs> and a headband. And a headband. <laughs> and he just strolls in like nothing in the world can bother him. And I'm telling you. 
I've never seen it like that. We've seen, I guess with LeBron we see it. That's the only other guy where we're, as soon as he walks into a room, there's like a light beam that just shines uh-huh. on him and everybody can't take their eyes, including myself. I couldn't stop looking at him. I was just like, this is the coolest dude that's ever existed. When he and- was walking down the hallway, he just had this aura about like just him. It was he just floated. larger he than life. floated down I mean, the hallway. To yeah. me, in a lot of ways, he's kind of like if J.R. Smith was the same rep but was a, an all-star <laughs> echelon type of player. Like he's he so was in your life. JR, he, 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 no, no, he is, but I, I mean – when you're in the same room as AI, you're like, well, in case he does anything, I need to be watching him. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You never know oh, what he's yeah. going to do, whether that's good or bad or off the wall. But there's like this, I need to know what that guy's going to do next. The coolest thing, and this isn't the coolest thing, but one of the coolest things about Iverson is that he is now old and washed. And he loves giving praise to every, all these new players. And I just love it. It's like somehow he stays even cooler. Um, it, it, it's incredible. Um, all right. Let me go down my list next. Um, I have World Be Free. Now, wow. before my time, but come on, that's what an incredible name. Like You make your name World Be Free, you're going to be the coolest guy ever. All right, fair enough. I think yeah, Dikembe I mean, Mutombo yeah. is on this list for me. I saw him in Atlanta when I was on the road for a game, and he came into the locker room, had the Iverson effect. As soon as he came in, first of all, his voice, like, is so loud and recognizable. But he walks into the room and immediately everybody just can't stop looking and smiling at him. He just like, he just, it was just like everybody's day was made by him coming in and he just went to everybody. Like just somehow he knew everybody and it was great. He's, he's on my all time cool list. Okay. I can get with that. Um, another guy on my list and this kind of, he stopped being cool over the last, I'd say 10 years or so, but he was really cool when he was an NBA player, Magic Johnson. Oh yeah, it's for good, sure. Agreed on both halves of that. Yeah. I also have a, a a take. I've got a hater's take. You oh, guys let's know I'm do kind it. of cynical. The haters ball. Magic Johnson is not one of the best storytellers in the world. That is such a weird um, like Dude, you're so I wrong. Disagree. Yes, he is. He yeah. is. He's, He's certainly incredible. the most expressive storyteller of all. Sure, time. sure. He I, puts here, like sound effects into his stories. <laughs> They're so what, good. Here's what I think is it is if, and maybe you'll agree with this vote. He tells the same stories over and over, That's and, they're, and they're not cool the second time. That's I can listen to Magic Johnson cool tell time. the story of the Dream Team scrimmage every day of my life. I, I know, but the fourth Thanksgiving dinner with Magic Johnson, you're like, yeah. word, that story again. <laughs> yeah. Sick. But if it's the first time you've heard it, it's great. Whoop! And also, <laughs> I, I would like to have dinner with Magic Johnson. I'm in. You wouldn't? No, I would. Yeah. Oh, of course. That'd be way cooler than my normal Thanksgiving dinner. So. And I can imagine Magic Johnson in his day. Like, the 1988 Magic Johnson was probably the coolest dude in all of Los Angeles. Um, I, I think David Thompson's cool. He's, a, he's another one that's goes way back in the day. But this is part of why I hate that he hasn't been more embraced by the Nuggets. It just as, like, mm. embracing their own history or whatever. Because David Thompson was freaking awesome, man. Pull that comment up, guy. One of, the, one, of the, one of the one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen, and like Nuggets fans don't know anything about him. He's he he's he's really cool. oh Fab Five. This is a great one. Great, 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 great answer. People don't understand. I saw somebody the other day. Actually, I won't even say who it was because I don't want. But I saw somebody the other day saying like, "Oh, how did uh, Jalen Rose get on the Matt, the Michael Jordan doc? He don't belong there." And I'm thinking, as a basketball player, yes. As a cultural icon, are you kidding me? Like he's a child of Michael Jordan. They brought the baggy mm. shirt. The Fab Five brought the baggy f- shorts. They brought all that swagger, and they were cool freshmen. Are you kidding me? The Fab Five, incredible. That's a great comment. They're like incredibly cool. They might be their own Mount Rushmore for this. That they brought the baggy shorts in is like a huge cultural <laughs> moment. That's a great point, Amanya. I would tell the same stories over and over again for that money. Um, another thing about Jalen, did you guys know this? 
He was basically the person, or his mom, I guess, invented the name Jalen. That's like it, what he says. Yes, I looked that's it up. what he says. Seems I looked like a it Jalen up. fact. It's true. You can look at like the popularity of a name, and it was like after the Fab Five is when it like exploded in popularity. That's crazy. How crazy is that? How would it, how cool would it be if it was like yeah, Brendan? Yeah, you most were the first people Brendan. named Brendan after this year are probably <laughs> named after you. Yeah, that's pretty exactly. lit. I'm gonna choose to believe that's happening. Um, <laughs> I think Carmelo's cool. I think I mean part of the appeal and why the mellow years were just so popular here in Denver is let's just face it, man, he was cool. And when Cornrows he scored, made cool. you cooler back um, in the day. Two thousand six through two thousand eight D Wade, like just oh, to gosh. me like uh, you could have just said Dwayne I mean Wade. all of D Wade, but I, I mean to to highlight that peak because I thought with during that peak he's like a pantheon like um and, and when he went into his veteran kind of back nine phase, like he got very crafty. But I don't think oh, people yeah. remember, oh, like, yeah. D-Way would put it down your throat and, and down he, the oh, next guy's throat. He was Westbrook, he, but, yep. like, a better, even mm-hmm. a better player. But the same explosiveness where it was just like, yeah, he's he's going to go by everybody. doesn't matter. Put that one back on. Somebody said Kawhi. What do you guys think of this? This is an interesting case study it's in really cool. So, so I think Kawhi is very cool. And mm. my definition of cool in today's NBA is when you just don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. You don't care how you look. Um, you just kind of roll to the beat of your own drum. That's why I have Clay Thompson on this list. Like oh, Clay Thompson, Thompson is the coolest. Is so kidding? cool to me yeah. because he has a lot of those Kawhi qualities where he just doesn't care what anyone else thinks, and I think yeah. that's really cool. He's yeah, blog sure. boy cool. I, I wonder, like, I, I wonder if like only the little like corner of us thinks he's cool. I wonder, like, if my wife thinks Clay Thompson is cool. But I think he's the coolest dude ever for those reasons. He doesn't like live online. Still reads yeah. the paper. I just, he's interesting. He's my he's coolest cool. player in the NBA today. Kawhi's cool. Uh, oh, someone had Shaq in there in the comments. That was on Not my list cool. as well. No, really. I think. Shaq? Uh, yeah, I know he's corny. Um, but I think playing days Shaquille O'Neal. So a is... lot of a lot of this list, my list has to do with just like their play style and and how they played the game and just kind of okay. the the rhythm and the smoothness of their game and D-Wade Shaq's like play Shaq's play style was never cool to me. You know. Really? Really? <laughs> no. It was like just, we disagree on three different fronts here. Just it was just straight power, you know. That's true. It, that just doesn't get on my cool list. Oh my god. Um, Jason Williams, that's a good one. I had him on here. Jason Williams is on my list. Actually, all the guys we've talked about. Gilbert Arenas, I think, is really cool. Underrated, cool guy, and out mm-hmm. of the league, maybe per- perhaps too soon because he was a really good player. He's a little crazy. He's, he's a little I, uh, on, on the on the edge there. Yeah. Can I throw Phil Jackson in here? Man, that's a that's a. Here's an interesting one with Phil. I agree, but I think he, like everybody else, grew up and became washed and extremely uncool. Like, I don't think he's cool anymore. You're probably right. Uh, I agree with that comment, by the way. Lou Will is definitely oh, yeah. in Lou the modern answer. super fun player, yeah. You might be right about that, Adam. It's kind of a tough one, I guess. Yeah. Um, Damian Lillard, I think he's very cool. He's, yeah. he's very cool. He's also Pat, like, Pat Riley's cool the coolest oh pat riley are you kidding don, don nelson the now man. don nelson's like the only person that's aged cooler he got cooler as he aged he used to just be like a, a fat coach and now he's like a slick mobster looking Ooh, dude ben wallace what do you adam do you have a more like in the moment he's not kind of cool. no? ben wallace isn't cool i think he's really <coughs> he's tough and you know he's great and all that stuff but i don't know that he's cool like, yo I omar was... like i can't decide if i want to ban omar or put every comment up on the screen <laughs> is he drunk um, tonight What's definitely going on? definitely, definitely I, lo- I support it though uh i should tell him i got some of the what whiskey did i get there guy you have to hop in and tell me you, you were the two is it 291 or 241 i forgot yeah no that's the 291 <laughs> 291 yeah delicious yeah. fantastic wreck 
Anyway, yeah, that's that shit's awesome. How was it? It was yeah, fantastic. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. It's yeah. great. Why um, does it look like Guy lives in Cliff Kingsbury's house? Like, <laughs> producer Guy, by the way, you can wave. Look at his Broncos Just, gear yeah, here. Yeah, he does like a very, very sexy apartment. Um, Udonis Guy's Haslam. cool. Udonis Haslam. Guy is cool. Guy's in the club. Um, Udonis Haslam. I have. Oh. Cool as cool as hell, man. But that's like, I feel like people yeah. in the league know that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Casuals don't know that. But, but I think anybody that would meet him would probably think he is cool. Um, yeah. I think Russell Westbrook's cool. I think he's a jerk. Kevin but Durant. I think he's cool. Huh? Cool. Kevin Durant? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he's cool. Um, I've got a couple. I've got, oh, look at that. You just got MJ'd. Um, I've got Jimmy Butler. Yep. I think he's a cool cat. Yeah. His sto- his story about just dominating the first team with the third stringers and the Did, just- have you heard him admit that he only scored once in that scrimmage? Yeah, he just defended and rebounded. That's, I believe I, it. He's such a psychopath. Imagine talking that much shit because you're rebounding. I'm gonna ask Kata Bates D up about that game. Yeah, please oh, do. Oh wow, such a you shouldn't have said this. that live on the air. You Sorry, Altitude's um, not watching. I think Gary Payton's cool. G- Gary Payton was cool in his day. He was like. Gary Payton might be the best trash talker ever. This is a, that's like a real thing. He might be the Don't single tell Michael Jordan that. Well, I think I it might be between those two guys, but like, that's what made that final such an interesting one. Mm-hmm. But Gary Payton, man, that dude wouldn't back down. He was cool. I, he was on um, he was on the like post game show NBA Game Time, and he was so funny on that when he was on it. Um, Kobe. Interesting one. Became cool. Became he was cool. intensely uncool. I think for in my opinion. He was the coolest basketball player. Like, forget forget efficiency and everything else. Play Watching style. him play at his height was just yeah. like, yeah, this is the coolest dude since Jordan. But um, I think as a person, he was intensely uncool till about 2014 or so. I mean, Tim Duncan's Tim cool, Duncan. I guess, in the way that Kawhi Leonard's cool, right? I mean, if you embrace the 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 nothingness. Tim Duncan's not cool. I, I, this list doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Tim Duncan in it. He, Tim Wait, Duncan for every wants, qualifier I put out there for Kawhi, it doesn't apply to Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan wants to not be cool. Like, if we put him in the list, he's offended. Craig Sager. <laughs> Craig, I have, I have, I can't talk about Craig Sager. I have too hard time talking Marcus about Marcus Smart? Cool. No. What? No? Or is that just a Boston thing? I think that's a Boston thing. There's no, You're probably Smart. right. Give me my, actually, my. can you kick me out for even mentioning yeah, a Celtic? Suggest, go to timeout. Give him an MJ. There you go. Get out of here. Um, I oh do have uh, Vince Carter. I think Vince Carter was intensely cool. I accept that. Um, yeah, Vince I, Carter. I, I even think still. Um, Walt Frazier, the guy who's always smiling and styling. Dominique. T-Mac? Dominique. I kind of like don't have a good perspective on T-Mac's. I had T-Mac on my list. Height. The height of his cultural impact. He was T-Mac cool, was so cool. He man. was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. Um, I have Birdman. I think Birdman Love was it. really cool. Love it. I, he's yeah. another one that I think is probably not cool in real life. Like, I don't yeah. know if I want to, like, take a drive across the country with him, but I do uh, think he's a cool person. Tier 3, Tier 2 cool. Uh, Chauncey Billups. Oh, well, he's... For he's, sure. Yeah, he's a very specific type he's of cool. He's not flashy for sure. enough to be, like, that Tier 1, but he's that cool, common, collected, badass, like... Smooth, guy, throw, you know? throw Burley Joe. I see him in the queue. Throw him on here. We're, 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 what's we're, up? Hey, what's, what's up, what's up man? Hey, guys. You see our conversation. We're going through cool. Chauncey Billups. Is mm-hmm. he a tier one or tier two cool? So, <laughs> again, Chauncey is like way before like I was really watching basketball very consistently. Uh, okay. But based on like how you all talk about him and kind of like what my viewpoint, I think he's cool. I think he's cool. He seems like a cool dude. Same reason I like, like Kwai's kind of just goes about his business, does his thing. 
um, and then just falls out. And that's right. pretty yeah. awesome to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller is not cool, Omar. He is like intensely not cool. <laughs> yeah. Intensely Which is weird because cool. Reggie Miller should have been very cool, but he just Same. wasn't. You know, he is also, the weirdest mix of like. He should have been cool. Also in that club is Chris cool. Weber. They're like very similar to me. I know they're the two announcers, yeah. but could should have been way cooler than they were. Yeah, Jim that's it. Yeah. cool. He might be the coolest of that group. I like what AJ time. says there. I think he's he's got it right. Uh, was Stefan Marbury cool until he ate Vaseline? <laughs> I don't really know. I don't feel like I remember Stefan. No, Stefan Marbury. Oh, he was, was cool, New man. York cool. Yeah, he, he was, was cool. really cool. Yeah, he, he was, was New really York cool. He's a playground legend. Still cool um, in China, apparently. <laughs> yeah. he had those... I agree that I agree that Monte is one of the coolest nuggets. Yeah, I, 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 underground, underground cool Monte Marbury. Cool for sure. Who else in this Nuggets team deserves consideration for cool? Not Paul Millsap. Nah, <laughs> love him. You don't love him. Magic. He can't do magic and be in this conversation. <laughs> not, uh-huh. not Jokic. Can't do that one either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any of these other dudes are. So, well, Gary Harris. Harris is kind of quiet, cool as we talked about. Mitch He's Richmond. Cool, what about Mitch Richmond? He's in Paul the Wu Tang song. Mitch Richmond. Um, is that it? Is that my entire list? I guess that is. Anybody else have any? Penny Hardaway was very cool. No, he wasn't though. Penny Hardaway. So people don't suck it. I mean, I I mean, he was. Well, he was an incredible player. And I was just watching Penny Hardaway highlights like today, and he was pretty freaking cool. But you know what? He was like Derrick Rose in this one way. And in fact, what's funny about it is they had the same shoe campaign. In this, he was so uncool that they wouldn't let him talk in a shoe campaign. They made Little Penny to basically be his alter ego, which oh, was right, the opposite yeah. of him. It was the guy with personality. Because he was in Derrick Rose, do you remember Derrick Rose's shoe commercials? They did the same thing. He never talked. Like somebody else was talking the whole time, and he just kind of stood there. It's the same thing. Penny was just like not very charismatic. Uh, Dennis Rodman, very cool. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I mean, Pete Cool. I think Mike Miller is another one. I was going to put Mike Miller in there, yep. I Mike think- Miller. At least, like, if not cool, like, beloved. Like, universally, it seems. Everybody right? loves him. Everyone. A hundred, I love him. I think he loves me. It's how he makes you feel. Um, all right. I guess this is it. This is a fun Definitely list. If you guys, like anybody that. else have, nobody else had any in the, uh, ooh, who said Kuzma? Get out. Kick out Kuzma. Kuzma. James Dolan thinks his band is cool. That's true. Is there, sure. is there something to be said about how a lot of the people we're talking about being cool are previous players who haven't been, who haven't been in the league for a while? So a lot of the current... It's like cool, like a retrospective. It's a great point. point. That's a great, That's a great point. point. I think it. I, it's because like I was thinking of a John ja Morant. Is it too early to call John ja mm. Morant cool? Seems cool to me. Seems cool I mean, to he me. Seems but, really cool. But doesn't he need that? I think he's cool, but cool. we might not know enough about him though. Yeah. Yeah, the like last. You know. Who's going to be retroactively cool? And that's in the league right now. Who might we look back? Kawhi might be the guy you mentioned because I don't. I don't think of him as staff. <laughs> you guys haven't mentioned him yet, but I think uh, Luka Doncic. I think he's got some swag, man. Yeah, I think we're going to start to see that over the coming years. He's going to be too polarizing. But he what? does have that like sports car, like superstar kind of. You know what I mean? Like drives fast cars, goes clubbing. Like he's yeah. got that kind of feel to him. Do you uh, do you think Trevor Ariza would think Trey Young's cool? <laughs> he apparently <laughs> apparently they like each other a lot. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Trae do you Young think? Cool? Do you think we're gonna think James Harden is really cool in like Great twenty years? I don't oh, think enough people think he's cool might. now. But but I'm saying yeah. this is the guy who could age yeah. like fine. Right, yeah, yeah. he I, could yeah, age well in this. His mixtapes will be great because his moves yeah. when they work are like he it's makes people. Fall Can you think about the the James Harden strip club legends in thirty years from <laughs> that now? It's gonna be Kids Wilt Chamberlain esque. That's true. That's we true. have a phrase. We have a phrase we always use us amongst the media: hallway famer. 
<laughs> that person that has a presence when they walk in. He's first ballot hallway famer. Mm. That dude walks into the gym and just has this look about him. And usually it's because he kills the nuggets. But he walks in, and you can just tell he's like, oh, he's going for 50 tonight. Yeah. Like, he just has that look in his <laughs> yeah. eye, and he does. And his warm-up is hilarious because he just struts. Harrison, that's a, a, <laughs> it's a great, like, Chuck Kloster mini take there. Like, if we peer into the future and how we would view the past from the future, mm-hmm. I do think people will be less removed from the free throw stuff and more like, damn, that, that Yeah, we're not going to remember when James Harden just, like, collapsed in the, in the second round of the West playoffs. We're just going to remember his scoring <laughs> titles and his MVP and uh, how he just partied all the time and just still was right. a complete bucket. Yeah. That's true. What does it take for Jokic to become cool? Perspective. Um, if you're if you're like Jokic, you certainly think Jokic is cool. I think he's cool. <laughs> he's cool. Like, he's, he's, out with the kids. Cool. he's Denver yeah, cool. He's Denver okay, cool. I mean, he's not cool though, but he's Denver cool. Um, go ahead, bring in Peter. F. Hey, there he is, Peter. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? How are we doing? You can talk. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, Peter? <laughs> Where are you uh, phoning in from? Oh no! Oh no! Are we losing him already? Uh, I live in Dubuque, Iowa, um, but I'm originally from Colorado. Okay, so Iowa, Iowa oh, in the house. What, really? about, what about you? You told us last time, really, Joe, but I've already Yeah, so I, I currently live, uh, yeah, so, so I, uh, I live, I at least live in Colorado. Delay season, I Lived think. in Keystone for a bit, okay. um, up in the mountains there. Well, well, I think, so it was kind of fun, just had to, you know, change it up to the Midwest, I guess. Well, great news, guys. Do we, we have one more break, right, Harrison? Yeah, we got one more. One more break. When we come back, we're going to do a joint steps. You guys are going to climb the steps together in harmony. You can both win prizes because we have lots of prizes to give away. So hopefully that means we have twice the chance at going all the way and winning the ice chest on the first, very first try. But first. Yeah, we've got Green Mountain Dental Group located in Lakewood, the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're also extreme Colorado sports fan, just like all of us. If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare Sonic toothbrush. Air? Oh, wow. Okay. The Sonicare. It's the It'll Sonic change Air. your life. You should have, you should have, like, that should have been trivia question number one. What can you get <laughs> at Green Mountain Dental? <laughs> Uh, they are just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. And remember, get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, and you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush today. Also, guys, you can get Strava Craft Coffee for 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. It has CBD. It's been known to help cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, Whatever's ailing you these days. I just realized you're both wearing hats backwards today. How cool. You guys are cool. You guys are very cool. (laughs) Peter has the traditional forward on and not cool. Not cool, man. Oh, it's never nuggets. So it's cool again. That's a very cool hat, though. It is a cool hat. It's very loud, you know. It is loud. In a good way. In a good way. Loud in a great way. We need to get get, uh, Yeah, get 20% off Stravacraft coffee. DNVR20. All right. Are you guys ready to climb the steps? Let's do it. Yeah, man. Let's do it. So as a reminder here, we have this this to give away. Look at this. Bottle, hat, shirts, so water good. bottle, hat, shirts. And then we have, of course, this. If you make it all the way. I guess we can't split that, though, can we? I guess we'll have to pay for rock scissors on live air for it. Um, are we like? Are we together or is there like you're, a... You're, you're together. You have to come right. to consensus. But you have two, okay. you know, double the brain power here. Yeah. Um, all right. Question. Actually, Guy, go ahead and disable comments. Um, number Question number one. <laughs> Which Nuggets player is currently 10th all-time in triple-doubles 
with 40. I assume this means 10th in the NBA all time. No, uh, it's Peter in the Jokic. NFL, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would, Peter, I would guess Jokic. So I, I'm pretty confident in that one. As, I mean, Jokic, but... <laughs> you say, yeah. That is correct. You guys are <laughs> yeah. on to number two. I was going to say Jokic. Mm-hmm. Well, that was we're the right off, answer. We're off and running. <laughs> we're off and running. <laughs> number two, which Nuggets rookie made his debut on October 31st, 2019 against the New Orleans Pelicans and played 21 minutes? I think that's got I think it's his rookie, a rookie, considering it's the first season, like the first season in the NBA, rookie. October 31st, 2019. Yes, he would have been, yeah, listed hmm. as a rookie. Say, I was going to say... I love that Peter. Did you, like, did you M- say MPJ or? No. Yeah, I was thinking no, MPJ, I was but game. I was thinking I was thinking MPJ against the Pelicans, but he said rookie. But I think I think he's considered a rookie technically. Um, I think that's how NBA does it. But um, yeah, and paid twenty one minutes. Yeah, I would go with I would go with MPJ if you you want to go MPJ. Peter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. You guys yeah. Got it. I love how having two yeah, people has actually made this answer. harder. Yeah. <laughs> Who could have seen it coming? Um, number yeah. three, who coached the Nuggets to nine straight playoff appearances <laughs> in the 2000? <laughs> Peter's on like a 10 Peter's got a great delay <laughs> it's going. incredible. Who led the Nuggets to, to Say, nine straight uh, George playoff Carl. appearances? Yeah, George. Okay. Oh, yeah, that is George. correct. You guys got that one. All right. Number <laughs> the, four. the tension doesn't build quite the same way. <laughs> Which player was not on the Nuggets? Right, the, the massive delay on my end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like five seconds. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> Which okay. player was not on the Nuggets' 2007-2008 roster? Anthony Carter, J.R. Smith, J.J. Hickson, or Marcus Camby? It's a hard question kind for of. people who just moved here. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Can you go through them one more time? Which player was not um, on the Nuggets 2007? Not on the roster? roster? Yeah. Anthony Carter, J.R. Smith, J.J. Hickson, Marcus okay. Camby. So during the DNVR, I watched I don't it. think it was Hickson. Because it was, I think. Because wasn't Camby's defensive player of the year in that year? I don't know. I really don't know. I would say that. The, the 2009 watches, they were talking about J.R. Smith and Anthony Carter, so I don't think it's those two. But um, you go, Peter. You ch- you pick. I believe in you. Now we'll wait five Okay. <laughs> we'll go with Hickson. That is correct. <laughs> oh! <laughs> right. It's J.J. Hickson. Yeah. It was, yeah. Number five. Who was the Nuggets' GM top basketball ops executive before Tim Conley? We've had this question before, too. Uh, Apparently, um, I got Ms. my questions wrong last week. Masai Ujiri, I think. Is the guy from Toronto. Yeah, I think it's Masai <laughs> Ujiri, right? Yeah, you're right. You got it. <laughs> that is correct. All right, we got him. Yeah, that means you guys have one, and you cannot lose now an item. Do you want – I guess I'll ask you, Peter. Actually, Guy, if you can, like, take this down, actually, just remember this. Peter, water bottle, shirt, or hat? Did you see these items? 
go back over to them real quick. Look at these. Ooh. Can I just say something for you? Don't take it's a sweet the water, water bottle. bottle. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Everybody got to stay hydrated, all right? <laughs> I guess you could tell it me. It could be beer. Show. It could be water in there. Uh, no, nobody will never know. Actually, just stay on after the show. We'll, we'll keep it moving. Um, but yeah, after, we'll the show, you after the could, show, you, you can let me know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get you that on. water bottle. We'll move on here to number six. How many Nuggets players played in last February's <laughs> miraculous win over the Utah Jazz? Seven. Uh, I lock it in. Seven. Peter? He said, he said it. He said it. All right, seven. That is correct. All right. Number seven. Who is the Denver Nuggets' lead assistant? Ooh, this is a tough one. Their what? Lead, Their lead assistant, assistant coach. coach. Oh, Okay. Um, this is tough. I know there's Jorge Fernandez. That's one. Or George. Some, some close around. Close enough. Something around <laughs> that area. Um, there's a really tall guy. Um, what's his name? It's going great. Yeah. Very I don't know. Do you know Peter? I have no idea. Oh, really <laughs> do. I, your guess would be as good as mine. Uh, I don't The guy who I said first, that's the only guy's name I know. It's. I can picture all their faces. You also um, don't know his name, so it's okay. Heck, he's Jordy Fernandez. That's close. Judges <laughs> will allow it. Yeah. All right, I'll go with Jordy Fernandez. <laughs> that's, that's a close. That's the one name I got. Are you with All right, Peter? great answer. They're out of You're here. You're out. <laughs> oh, that was a tough. That was really tough. Who made yeah. these questions? That today? felt like an I 11. I guess that was tough. Stay on the line, guys. Peter and Burley Joe, stay on the line. We'll get your info here in a second, though, because you guys still won one item, whether it be at a water bottle or a T-shirt. So stay on for a second, and we'll get that to you. <laughs> guys, um, you know, as we sit at the top of the hour, we're here for everybody. We really want to be that. That's that's the mission state that we've set for ourselves. When we, we say we are Denver, we really want to, in many ways, help shape the city and, and highlight the best of it and and not run from the worst of it and try to just improve it and in that way you know obviously um our job in large part is to have fun maybe to create a distraction and to build community um but right now we we felt at least at the top of this that we wanted to take some time and um and, and kind of just address it and let everybody know we're here for you we're here for everybody we're we really want to open up the dialogue and be a catalyst for meaningful change and um you know hopefully we could find ways to do that as uh as time goes on um but in the immediate answer um or in the immediate moment you know we're always here for you um guys to everybody that tuned in everybody that supported us everybody that's uh that's a part of this community we thank you we big hearts you. big hearts we'll see everybody tomorrow brand Be new safe. episode take care of your mentals Adios, everybody the answer is west on south too it was west yeah want to get that in there. All right, before we get out of here on today's show, Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Denver Rubber Company is an essential business and has filled so many needs for several industries across the country. During this crazy time, they've been around since 1972 and are the absolute best at what they do. DRC is known for cutting and supplying rubber snowplow blades, but they also provide custom cut rubber and foam gaskets hose assemblies and metal parts. With their industry knowledge and their precise manufacturing capabilities, DRC is committed to supporting your needs, especially during these uncertain times. Be sure to call them today for any of your needs at 1-800-259-0010, or you can visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR.